Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout, throwing in a little sass there, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. I got to practice what I preach. I'm a recovering workaholic and rest is my detox. <laughs> so my team is pushing me to try to do more rest. I have really been invigorated since I got my new office and my podcasting equipment set up back full time. It's been so fun to be podcasting again and doing live episodes. But they're reminding me too that I'm overworking. So we are problem solving this. And in order to do that, we are doing a reboot showcase. All my work that I've done in the past, I might as well reuse it, right? Recycle, reduce, reuse. And so what we're going to do in this reboot showcase is take old podcast episodes that I've actually been on for other people and play them here on Dr. Me First. It makes me smile a little bit as I go back and listen to years ago when I was doing some of these podcasts. And I'm like, wow, I was really smart. I knew a whole lot of things. But I also see how I've changed and how things are different. <laughs> In the world of Aaron Wiseman, we call it, is it long-haired Aaron or short-haired Aaron? Because <laughs> you can definitely see a big change when the hair got lopped off during the pandemic. So listen to the episodes and then see if you can tell when I did that episode on the timeline of everything Aaron Wiseman. Long-haired Aaron, short-haired Aaron. Give me an email. I'd love to hear about it. I'm going to take my own medicine. I'm going to rest a little bit, and I'm still going to pop up episodes for you to listen to. So enjoy this reboot today. And as always, friend, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse absolutely matters. And the badass in me honors the freaking badass in you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Rich Coach Club, the podcast that teaches you how to build your dream coaching practice and how to significantly increase your income. If you're a coach and you're determined to start making more money, this show is for you. I'm Master Certified Life Coach Susan Hyatt, and I'm psyched for you to join me on this journey. Hey, coaches. Today's episode is all about how to stay strong and stay sane during election season and, and other stressful times. We're going to discuss how to stay mentally and financially strong, even when the world is really fucking distracting. So I've got some tips from you. Plus, today you'll hear from a very special guest, Dr. Erin Weissman. She's an expert on how to avoid burnout, and she drops some gems that will really help you out. So keep listening. Strength and sanity straight ahead. I'm recording this episode in October 2020, and here in the United States... The big presidential election is less than a month away, and the COVID-19 pandemic is still happening. People are still dying. There's no cure. 
many businesses are closed or operating very differently and travel is still postponed. So many things are up in the air. And I don't think we've ever lived through a more stressful, noisy, and distracting time, at least not in my lifetime. It's really hard to focus on your work, your clients, your financial goals at a time like this. And it's really easy to get emotionally exhausted, lose your motivation, or just feel powerless. So here's my advice for you. You got to do something every day that makes you feel powerful. This needs to be part of your daily routine, a non-negotiable part of your day. Every day, power up. Because you can't make power moves in your business if you're exhausted. You just can't. You have to do things that make you feel powerful, strong, and energized so that you've got the strength you need to do your best work. So here's some things I do pretty much every single day to get powered up. I start my day at 4.45 a.m. I know some of you are going to roll your eyes at that, but I really enjoy getting up that early to have some quiet time in the dark house before sunrise, organizing my thoughts, getting clear on my intention for the day. This brings me a lot of power. I'm also fiercely dedicated to taking care of my body and my mind. And so for me these days, it looks like going for a run or doing my Peloton ride or lifting weights. I eat plenty of power food. That means food that brings me energy and helps me feel mentally sharp. So lately, I've been loving a big mixed green salad with avocado, chicken, sometimes added bacon. I just love for lunch a good fresh salad. I also love soups. So I've got some beef and barley in the fridge and also a roasted red pepper soup I love. Those things really power me up and give me energy. A few other things that make me feel powerful... Getting dressed in clothes, adorning my body in ways that feel powerful. So I was just talking with a client about this the other day. When I was first learning how to move my body consistently and learning to identify as an athlete, clothing that made me feel powerful was, I swear to God, staying in my workout clothes all day. A lot of my a lot of my listeners and clients would be like, "You stay stinky all day." And honest to God, that really did at that time in my life help me feel really powerful. I was like, "Look at me, I'm an athlete. I'm in Lululemon." And now what makes me feel powerful is actually having a shower and getting fully dressed for the day even though I'm just walking into my home office. So, clothing There is magic and energy to clothing. Don't discount that. Make sure the clothing you're putting against your skin helps you feel great. Also, high quality thoughts. You guys will hear me talking about mind fuel a lot, a lot, a lot. And one of the high quality thoughts that I've been thinking is be a lighthouse, right? So if I'm thinking be a lighthouse, right? That means shining in the dark for other people. I'm always looking for ways to be supportive and of value to my audience. And if I consistently think like, how can I be a lighthouse today? How can I be a day maker? That changes how I feel. Okay, so what makes you feel powerful? Make a list and make sure you're doing at least one of those things every day. Take time to power up daily. And that's how you'll get through (laughs) this crazy final quarter of the year feeling your best. 
Michelle Obama says to be a good parent, you need to take care of yourself so that you can have the physical and emotional energy to take care of your family. I could not agree more. The same goes for being a good coach, a good leader, a prosperous business owner. You need to take care of yourself first. Power up so that you have massive power to share with others. The world does not need a drooping, sagging, hopeless, exhausted version of you. The world needs the strongest version of you. Your clients need the strongest version of you, full of hope and full of energy. And if you don't feel that way right now, then take some time to gather yourself, get your life together, do whatever you gotta do. Power up. This is the part of the show where I share wins, victories, brave action steps from my clients, from members of the Rich Coach Club Facebook group, from my masterminds. And this week, I want to highlight one particular client of mine named Brenda. So Brenda's a mastermind client, and she told me that she had a particular monetary goal, and she wanted to just work 20, 25 hours while she reached that goal. And she was really nervous about this, but she committed herself to doing the work. And Brenda, Brenda Lamelli, has been a Rich Coach Club guest before. So we can link in the show notes to her episode. And we also interviewed her inside the Rich Coach Club Facebook group. We can link to that video. You can join Rich Coach Club and check that out. But not only has she nailed her financial goals, but she hired a house manager. She's working part-time while making more money and enjoying more quality time with her daughter. She's a new mom, so this is all super important to her. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her because so often we tell ourselves things like, in order for me to make more money, I have to work more. And that's just not true. You have to work on the right strategy and you have to work on how to scale things that don't involve only you doing them. And I learned this like new level, new devil. I keep relearning this lesson. So all you coaches out there and everyone listening to this, what's been your biggest win from the last week? So it could have been that you published your very first blog post. Maybe you decluttered your office and you're feeling like a serious boss. Maybe you made a ton of money off of a launch. Take a moment to celebrate your favorite win of the week and really acknowledge your effort, your progress. This is a big deal. Over time, all of those wins add up to huge results. How many wins are you going to stack up in the next week? I hope you'll post inside the Rich Coach Club Facebook group and share your latest win. I would love to see. Are you ready for a treat? In a moment, you're going to meet Dr. Erin Weissman. She's a physician in a rural area of Indiana. She lives about an hour from me, and she's the only female physician in her county. Erin's been a doctor for many years, and she noticed that burnout's a major issue for physicians. She noticed herself and other doctors just getting so depleted and exhausted that it was impacting their mental health, their relationships, and even impacting the quality of work with patients, a major problem. So she decided to do something about it. Today, Erin runs a coaching program where she helps physicians avoid burnout. And she's got some words of wisdom for anyone who's feeling stressed or overwhelmed and teetering on the edge of burnout. And so maybe that's you. Keep listening. Here's my conversation with Dr. Aaron. 
Okay, life has changed. How? Life has changed. Like I said, thinking all the way back to the Clear Coaches cohort, I want to say it was like 2016, 2017. Yeah. When I was like, I had been a coach for a little while, but I was playing it small and I was like, no more, no more. But I had so much fear, Mm -hmm. so much fear inside of there, even though I'm a like go for the jugular, take names, kick ass kind of person. (laughs) It was a new type of fear that I was like unearthing. And as I was sitting, drinking my coffee out of my badass mug this morning, (laughs) I was like, gosh, I really like rooted that fear out Mm. and I'm leaning into it. (gasps) You rooted it out. You are the rooter of the soul. What happened when you rooted it out? Well, you know, and that's the thing. And I think that's what goes back to my burnout so much Mm -hmm. was that. I just overworked. I just put my head down, did all the expectations of other people because that's what helped me like swallow the fear down Mm -hmm. instead of really naming it Mm -hmm. and really being like, what is this all about? And I think Mm -hmm. that's why when I first started getting coached in 2014, that was so powerful to me as a physician. I really had to get to the root of my own illness, disease, mindset, whatever you want to call it. Mm Because what I realized what I was doing, going along with everybody else's external expectations and making my own framework of internal expectations, it wasn't working. Mm. And so, yeah, like doing the really hard work that we talk about, about like getting to the root of it, asking yourself why seven times before you let yourself say, I don't know. You know, when life gets hard with business, you really have to fall back and and ask yourself the whys. Mm -hmm. Like, are you ready to give up yet? Why or why not? And just keep doing that. And I think I've been coaching now for five years and there hasn't been a year that has gone by that's like, do I really want to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. And then when I lean into it and I'm like, hell fucking yes, I want to keep doing this because I have created something so amazing that I couldn't even believe was possible. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you've created. And then I want to get back to asking yourself, because I think everybody who's in business for themselves, I'm constantly like, I'll have like, this week in particular is like all the things at once. Like yesterday we launched Bull Girl Magazine, which I'm really proud of. Today we launched the new Susan Hyatt website, which I'm really proud of. Later this week, we have Finish Strong, which I'm really excited about. All in one week. And I, I'll look at Scott and be like, whose idea was this? And he's like, yours. I'm like, I know. And so if the question is, but I do think like everyone in business experiences those moments where they're, you're like, why am I doing this? And like, do I want to keep doing this? There are easier ways to like have a life. And when you really get down to it, though, when you f- have a strong, compelling why, it's like, keeping yourself connected to that is what keeps us going. And your deep connection to your why is what? That I can love my life and work and not be burned out. You know, because as a physician, that was, that was my reality. And that Mm -hmm. was when I looked around was like 70% of everybody else's reality Mm -hmm. that we just had to suck it up and do what we do. And we didn't get to have a say in it because we quote unquote chose this path. We decided to be a doctor in our 20s. And so we had to keep doing that. I think most, I mean, even outside of physicians, which I think is totally magnified in your world, which is why I've always been such a supporter of what you do, because the mental health issues and the burnout happening with people who are our healers 
is frightening and they need you. But like, even in the world at large, I think everybody just is like, well, this is life. Suck it up. Like, this is how it is. That's actually doesn't have to be that way. So the special conditions though of going to med school, I'm imagining that it's like, oh, I, I have all these student loans. I spent all this time and money getting this degree. I missed my children's first years of life. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to graduations. I didn't go to Christmas parties. I didn't go to people's baby showers or weddings because I gave it all to this profession. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I got out at the end, when I was supposed to be on top of the mountain, I looked around and I was like, oh my God, this is the next 30 years of my life. Oh my God. So frightening so terrifying. And I have to say, that is my mission in the world is so when someone reaches that point is that they don't have to feel as alone as I did. Mm. Because you know, Southern Indiana, like there are very few female physicians and even more, I'm the only female doctor in my county. I will say I am privileged to live near Dr. Aaron. I'm in Evansville. She's not far. Maybe what are you an hour? Yeah, a little over an hour. And she's an hour from me. And you guys have heard me joke about Heavensville. So she's further, an hour further into the woods, if you will, into the cornfields. And yeah, the only female physician in your county. Yeah. Where there's more livestock than people. And it's kind of cool. People are like, oh, I just found you. And I'm like, well, I've been in the space for a while, but thanks. I love that. Mm -hmm. And they're asking me like, how can I do what you do? I remind them. That if I was in it for the money, I would have stayed grinding in medicine. Now, mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit. I still have a toe in practice and taking care of people. But it, honestly, if I wanted the multiple six figures and it was really only all about the money, mm-hmm. I had that. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's why I'm doing it differently now in coaching mm-hmm. is really my goal right now with my coaching business is to make the multiple six figures mm-hmm. in such a glorious and fulfilled and non-burned out way mm-hmm. so that I can be an example to other people and be like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to be crispy around the edges. Mm-hmm. Like you can love your life and your work. I promise. It's absolutely 100% possible. And I'm constantly presented with opportunities and ideas and Sometimes those things would require me to not have fun Fridays or, you know, not have movement be a big part of my life or not get the sleep that I get. And I'm like, you know what, guys, I refuse. I absolutely refuse to buy into this patriarchal hustle culture. We can do it differently. And so, of course, I admire and respect the decisions that you've made there. So let's talk about what that looks like. So you offer burnout coaching, which of course is amazing. And you also lead retreats. And what have you noticed have been some of the best coaching tools or strategies that you've used to keep yourself from burning out and things that you stress to your clients? So a little secret to everybody. Of course, I'm an overachiever. So when I took Clear Coaches several years back, I literally wrote a book during Clear Coaches. Do you remember this? Oh, season? I remember. I was like, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Crazy. like, you were like, I launched a podcast. I wrote a book. I, I was like, what? I got all the things done. And 
That's exactly what I go back to. So now it's in print. It's on Amazon. It's all mm-hmm. of my coaching exercises that I found most helpful when I was going through burnout as I've worked with my clients through burnout. It's called Dr. Me First. And I've taken like the life coachy spin and put a physician girl brain on it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things I make all of my people do is the wheel of life. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. You can do it on a post-it note. You draw a circle. You know, you divide it all out. Sometimes we get so focused in on like, this is my problem that we lose the perspective of all the other vectors of life mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. going on with those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, so I work in healthcare and we are 100% trained to find first and foremost, what will maim or kill you. So when it comes <laughs> to burnout coaching in my type of woman, like that's what we focus in on and we focus in on hard. And so sometimes it's like zooming out and taking that 5,000 look view to be like, okay, I understand this is what feels the worst and that you just want to get over in five seconds, but what's going right? Mm -hmm. And then I ask them the next question of like, what do you really want in your life? Mm -hmm. So many of us have been so focused on what we have to do in this moment, getting done, meeting long-term goals. When I ask them, what do you really want? At least 80% of them say, I don't even know. Oh, that's where I have to start. With people, it's like, okay, unicorn magic dust sprinkled all over you. Everything is gone. Perfect life. Tell me what it is. And then as they roll it out and I I start asking them more questions, it's really only about 10% away from where they're really at now. Mm -hmm. And so making those like quick wins, setting up boundaries, asking for what you really want at work, like putting your foot down and just saying no. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm sorry, not trying to figure out a different solution for other people. That is theirs. You hold your boundary and learn to say no unapologetically. And it's amazing. Typically within the first four to six weeks that I start working with people, they're like, oh my God, like I'm actually getting the things that I want. And I'm like, good. Guess what? Now we ask the question again, what do you really want now? Mm-hmm. And it seems like if I can get people to that place, And to a place where they're actually resting, like true restorative white space rest, where they're learning to have fun again, which you have a fun story about me about not having fun and learning to indulge instead of being so Mm self-deprecating. I'm telling you, I have miracle stories on people that I've worked with. And so what do you do with your clients? Because I experience this frequently. So they do the things like they set boundaries, they start saying no, and they create some white space and they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. And then they start creating, you know, chaos or drama because they're like, I don't know. Okay. I went and sat on my patio and I, you know, I can't handle it. I can't do it. Like, what do you do with people who don't like, it's their first experience. This is my constant struggle with people Yeah, because one, I'm from the Midwest and your hobbies have to be productive, either like your gardening and feeding uh, the whole neighborhood or you're baking and feeding the whole <laughs> elementary school or you're making oh. everybody's kids a quilt. And I tell people, I'm like, that's not a real hobby. Right. That's just another job that right. you're assigning to yourself. Right. So what I do is I make people go back to when they were little girls, little kids. And I'm like, what did you do to have fun? Seriously, like what was the thing that you did to have fun? And so many of them will give me answers like I used to paint or I used to go outside and play in the creek behind my house or I loved going to the library or I would just dance to the music in my head. And I'm like, that's your homework. 
Yep. You have to get back in touch with that. You have to have those feelings again because that's what is nourishing in your soul and you have to start doing it again. And it's amazing because that is such a hard struggle for us, like very type A professional women who are like, to do all the things, I have to be productive all the time. Hell, as a physician, I'm paid off productivity. Mm -hmm. It's about churning and burning. Mm -hmm. And so like changing the mentality is like turning the Titanic. It can be done. I've seen it numerous times, but it's not as easy as just like going out and sitting on your porch. Like right. it really takes some concerted effort. And what I noticed that the biggest reason is, is because we have to get quiet with ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to let all of that stuff start to bubble up. Right. Because what's interesting is that, and I've had so many clients over the years that it's like all this guilt comes up because like you said, productivity, even in our hobbies, especially for women, like your pleasure, your fun, forget about it. Like, what are you talking about? Like you need to be being productive. And so many of us were raised in environments where, you know, you were in trouble if you weren't proving that you were productive that way. Like what chores did you do? What grades did you earn? You know, whatever it might be. I used to have this neighbor when Ryan was first born he was a baby. I had this this neighbor who was hilarious and she was a stay-at-home mom, but her husband was very like, what did you do all day kind of husband? And she would literally park the vacuum by the front door and just spray some pledge so it smelt like cleaners to prove she did something. And I remember being like, tell him like, I mean, I was as feisty then as I am now, but I'm like, tell him like, you don't have to prove a checklist of fucking chores that you did that day. Like you kept his children alive, but it's interesting how ingrained in us in this like puritanical society, patriarchal society that we have that it's like, oh, you better prove your worth. And it's a checklist. It's not an experience of pleasure, which of course, everything you and I talk about is pleasure-based, venture-based. But it does start with getting quiet within yourself and recognizing like, oh, I think I'm going to get in trouble or I feel guilty or I feel somehow undeserving of this time and space. It's fascinating. Well, it goes back to that core belief of where does your worth come from? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's so hard when it starts, like you said, as a little kid with the external judgment of what did you do today? What does your report card look like? How did you do on the volleyball court? Or Mm -hmm. how quick was that cross-country mile? And the thing is, we learn to internalize that. And what I find in so many of my clients is that internal judge. There's no more people like looking over their back and like, oh, oh, you stepped out of line with the rule. Now there is a little bit. But most of the time, we have so well developed that internal judge. Mm -hmm. And we've made this set of like invisible rule book. And as I'm coaching people and they'll say, well, I can't or I shouldn't or I should or that wouldn't work. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like who wrote that rule? Because mm-hmm. it can be changed now, mm-hmm. actually. And I think that is a huge awareness point that coaching has blown the walls off for me and what I'm trying to do in healthcare is to remind people like, no, it doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Because mm-hmm. if it continues like this, this is the what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. So we have to start changing things. And there's a lot of talk right now in the healthcare space that burnout is a systemic issue. 110%. 
We are not broken. But what I push back on and why I continue to be a specific individual coach and not a organizational coach or a business coach is because I'm like, you know what? If you don't have any healthy soldiers, if you don't have any healthy doctors, you can't change the fucking system. Correct. And so that's why I think it's so important, again, taking care of ourselves first. And it's been really exciting because now I'm like breaking outside of doctors. I've got attorneys. I've got engineers. I've got so many like women in STEM coming to me and saying, me too. Mm. This is my burnout experience too. So it's been a really great thing that I've actually opened it up. And now burnt out to badass is for any woman, any Mm. professional woman who has felt this. So let me ask you something. What do you notice? So burnout to badass. I love that. So when your clients come to you as burnt out, what are the typical symptoms they're experiencing? I call them the D's and F's because we don't want those, but that's definitely we have. So it's (laughs) discouragement, disillusionment. We're fatigued. We've got so much fear in our life. We're saying, fuck it. And we're just ready to flee from it all. And so there's, of course, like the formal diagnosis of burnout with the emotional exhaustion, blah, blah, blah. But we've all heard that enough Mm -hmm. that we know that definition, but it's really time to identify in our lives. And there's also the discussion that's coming up, you know, is it burnout or is it depression? Mm -hmm. And so as a healthcare worker, specifically in the state of Indiana, if I come out and get mental health support, I am reported to our state licensing board. And so I think that's a really key emphasis that I want all the listeners to hear today is that we have got to normalize healthy mental state, not mental health, but everyone having a healthy mental state and that it should not come back to losing my license because I admit like I need a little bit of help. In this you arena. wait a minute. So our physicians are having to choose in the state of Indiana between seeking help and losing their license? Potentially. So this is kind of the undercurrent that everything I think that the general public needs to understand. As a physician, if I self-identify, hey, I'm really depressed, I'm really anxious, and I go use an employee AAP program or seek help publicly, Mm -hmm. I will be reported to the State Board of Health. Now, they can look at my case and say, no, Dr. Wiseman is still competent. She can still has capacity to take care of her patients. But they can also then mandate me to go through a whole bunch of hoops to jump through just to, quote unquote, make sure I'm still capable. So what happens most of the time right now is physicians get on Google. They get on Facebook. They look for resources. They pay cash for them. Mm -hmm. They use fake names, fake phone numbers Mm -hmm. to either talk with a coach or a psychiatrist, particularly sometimes we'll cross state lines. You know, we're close to Mm -hmm. Illinois and Kentucky. People will cross state lines to seek help Mm -hmm. so that then it isn't reported. Because you've got to remember, as much as people think that doctors are evil, rich people, we really, if you look at our cost of living, the amount of loan debt we have, we don't really make that much. Mm -hmm. So if your potential income stream is ripped away from you, while you're trying to get healthier, that's just going to plummet you further right. into a bad right. mental health state. And so that's why I think coaching is such an important thing right now in healthcare because it's not a quote unquote reportable. And so that's why I encourage people when they come and sit with me, of course, I'm going to screen them. I mean, mm-hmm. I ask every single client, are you having suicidal thoughts? Because guess what? 40% of us are. Mm-hmm. 
And so making sure that I partner them with a psychiatrist, with a psychologist and coaching, Mm -hmm. I have found to be the best recipe to help people move forward. Because there's some things that, you know, your brain chemistry, you're not going to be able to mindset work out of that. Right. You are going to be able to be to get help. Right. And so I am a real big advocate right now to be like, exactly like you said, like, especially in the time of COVID, hey, we need to loosen these regulations. We need to help people who are controlling the ventilators, who are screening people in the ER, who are taking care of them after they're done being sick for their best health Mm -hmm. so that they can deliver your best health care. And so with the screening of like, okay, yeah, this physician is for sure burnout. What do they report happens for them? I think first and foremost, I hear so many of my people say, oh my God, I didn't realize I did have control of my life. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is the loss of autonomy Mm -hmm. where they feel like they've just lost control of everything. They're a cog in the wheel. They've been told their whole life, hey, you're going to be the leader of a healthcare institution or of your team or of your office. And yet they're so demoralized that they feel like they have utterly no control, either the amount of patients, how much time they can spend with their patients. Hell, they don't even control how much they make anymore right. because insurance companies dictate that so much. So by going through burnt out to badass, they realize, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do have control of things. And then they then learn to advocate for themselves by saying no. And I always tell people, you know, like setting boundaries is not like being a total bitch and a badass and the nurses are all going to hate you. What it is, is just setting the fence post and saying, no, this is mine. You stay on that side of the fence. So saying no, but also your fence post keeps in what you want. And so realizing like, where are my holes? Where are the things that are escaping? Because so many times my clientele are just fitting all their essentials around the edges, Mm. kids around the edges, exercise around the edges, nutritional eating around the edges, Mm -hmm. when those are the things that need to be prime and center. And so when I can help them make the little shifts, and I advocate to people, I am not about telling everybody to leave healthcare, to like board a plane and go to Costa Rica and never come back again. No, I want for you what you want. But first, we have to figure out what that is. And that really goes back to like, what are your essentials in life? Motherhood for me, I thought it was going to be another checkbox, Susan. Mm. But what I realized, it fundamentally changed me. Mm. So I had my first son within the first couple of months of my intern year as a resident. And I just kept going. I kept my head down. And like I said, I barely remember anything from his first year of life. Mm -hmm. And so realizing now, like, that's an essential. And that's one of my messages that I tell people. I'm like, be a happy mommy now. Mm -hmm. Don't wait 18 years till they go to college and like, oh, I'll do it when. It's like, no, you change now. Because now they're able to tell me. And I say be a happy mommy now because the story is a couple months ago, my oldest, he looked at me, grabbed my face and was like, mommy. I'm really happy that you're a happy mommy now. He didn't know, mm. like when I was going through the grind, right, but right. somehow but they subconsciously do know. he did. He they know. did know. And now he gets to be raised in a home where he knows that he is important mm-hmm. because I say no. Like I don't start work until after they're off and after I've got my stuff in the morning, I wrap up in the evening. And they know that they're not just fitting around the edges, that I don't just come home exhausted, like 
literally to the point of muteness because I cannot talk anymore. Right. And so that's what I really encourage my clients is like, be happy now. Be the happy mommy now because God love her. One of the gals I'm working with, she's closer to like mid end year career. Her kids are going off to college and she's just now making career changes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Aaron, I missed 18 years. Mm-hmm. I missed 18 years because I was taking care of super subtype of patient that I thought only I could do that job. And I fitted her in around the edges. And she's like, now I'm going to have to figure out how to reconnect with my kids who are college age and who are adults and who are living their own lives. And so again, like you said, working through that guilt and talking to her and just the last call that we had, we talked about like, when did you come into awareness? Because obviously, you know, and she was like, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I said, okay, so you can't beat yourself up for those other 16 years. Right. Well, and I think that that's one of the best things we as coaches can do is you get it when you get it. <laughs> and now let's build a beautiful way forward. You know, I was probably, let me think about this. So my kids were six and eight when I started this company. So they were probably five and seven when I kind of woke up. And I recently had the unbelievable, surprising pleasure of interviewing my son Ryan on this podcast, which blew my mind. Never saw that happening, I promise. And he talked about what you just described. He was like, he answered in ways that I did not expect, in ways he really hadn't ever verbalized to me, except he would make jokes occasionally like, remember when you were unhappy? But he, I asked him a question like, what do you see as the biggest difference between when I was realtor mom and life coach mom? And he was like, oh my God, like so much happier. And I didn't, like you, think that they were at that small age aware of how stressed out I was and burnout and all those things, but they know. They know that, of course, the emotional and energetic difference in us, which is why your work is so important. So what I want to know is, where is the best place? And of course, we'll put all this in the show notes. Where's the best place for people to hang out with you online? I know you have a beautiful podcast. Like, Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. So definitely check out the website, Burnt Out to Badass. It's kind of my new shiny jewel that I'm putting out into the world. So come hang out with me there. You'll see more social media stuff coming out surrounding that. But yeah, my podcast, Dr. Me First, it's where I have authentic conversations with other female physicians. And I think it truly is a gem, not just for people who are in healthcare, but any woman who wants to relate to anyone else. I also, the happen in place right now for me is LinkedIn. So mm. find me at Aaron Wiseman Dio. It's not as loud as Facebook and it feels <laughs> like truly connected there. So any professional women who want to connect, I would say definitely come hang out with me on LinkedIn. I think I'm giving a different voice to the space that can Mm -hmm. sometimes be like stuffy corporate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can still be professionals and sparkle. Mm. And so those would be the places I would come hang out. Oh, hey, hey. Do you love this podcast? Maybe you tune in to get some motivation from the show. Maybe it shifts your attitude. Maybe it's helped you make more money. Whatever the reason, I have a challenge for you. If you go 
to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave me a review and take a screenshot of it and send it to support at shyatt.com. Or you could post it inside Rich Coach Club, the Facebook group. I'm going to send you a crown. I promise you. And it's a cute crown. It's not a chintzy crown. (laughs) So my team and I read all these reviews. We pick out reviews each month to read aloud on the show. And this is our way of handing out prizes to say thank you. So thanks in advance for the love. I love you right back. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope this episode has inspired you to take some time every day to fill your cup and power up. Do things that make you feel powerful every day without fail, non-negotiable. That's how you'll stay strong and focused throughout this crazy election season and final business quarter of the year. Have a powerful week and I'll see you next time. One last thing. Y'all know I have tons of free resources to help you build your dream life and coaching practice. Have more time, make more money. Here's one thing I think you'll love. If you go to shyatt.com, which is my brand new website, so proud of it. You can check out GoTime TV. You can also just go directly to YouTube and just type in Susan Hyatt, GoTime TV. There are so many amazing episodes. I think we're on like 14 episodes so far. Go check it out. And again, you can go to shyatt.com and just click on GoTime TV, or you can go directly to YouTube and type in Susan Hyatt, GoTime TV. There are 14 completed episodes at the time of this recording, and I think you're really going to love it. The highest viewed one is with my friend Robert Hartwell, and we talked about legacy. I think you'll really love it. there, I got some really important stuff to share with you. Besides developing Dr. Me First over the last, I don't know, I think it's like seven or eight years now, and Burnt Out to Badass, which is a little bit newer. It's been going on for about three to four years. I've actually been developing another business kind of on the side. And a lot of you folks are surprised when you hear about it. It's called Physician Coaching Alliance, and it does a lot of amazing things. First of all, if you're a chief wellness officer or you want to see more wellness in your organization, hospital, medical group, residency program, etc., Physician Coaching Alliance is your answer. We do consulting and coaching within organizations to bring better wellness into the healthcare space. So you need to go over to the website, physiciancoachingalliance.com, drop me an email with the organization, who I contact, who I talk to and we can come in and help your institution. The other part of Physician Coaching Alliance is for those who are looking for a personal coach. Of course, I would love to be your coach, but I also know that I'm not everybody's, well, taste and spicy sauce. Let's put it that way. So there we have a menu of over 70 coaches who specialize in so many different things, who come from different parts of medicine. Some people are in medicine, some people are out of medicine, some people are hybrid. It's just an amazing group of an eclectic 
amount of skills and personalities, I'm sure you can find your next coach there. So again, same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. And lastly, if you are a coach and you're tired of going in alone, maybe you're in a slump, maybe you just want to be around other physician coaches who are willing to give and are over the hustle culture and not about competing with each other, but knowing that how we heal healthcare is better together, then also Physician Coaching Alliance is the place for you. PCA fulfills so many of these needs and more. It's all on the same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. You can hang out with us on LinkedIn and on Instagram by the exact same name, physiciancoachingalliance.com. Yep, I've been busy. running multiple companies, practicing medicine, taking care of alpacas. But you know what? It is my heart and joy to do this. And I hope that PCA can become a part of your story too. Blind channel.